Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I'm here today with my brother in Christ, dear friend. Uh, Kevin and I absolutely love this man. I could I could go on for a long time about my brother, Michael. But for those of you that do not know him, this is Dr. Michael Holsey, and we'll just call him Michael for sake of today. Uh, but he, is, he has done so much biblical studies over the years and poured into Kevin and my's life. I just can't say enough. He's a spiritual dad and a brother in Christ. And I'm so honored to have him back on the show. And I'm it's the timing is perfect because the world is a mess and there's a whole lot going on. And I know if you stay to the end here, you're going to get some major encouragement when I ask him about keys. Okay. So, but right now I want to know, Michael, tell us, give us an update on the Philippines. For those that don't know about your heart for the Philippines, share a little bit about that. Thank you, Maggie. And hello. I appreciate you having me back on. Uh, it's always good to spend time with you and Kevin, regardless of what the format is. Yes, and, uh, you. you guys are also two of my favorite people. And, uh, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, well, you know, to, um, it'd be two years this spring that I started feeling a pull to the Philippine Islands. And it's a place I've always wanted to visit, but just never had the opportunity ministry wise and, you know, just never went. But I you know, I won't go into all the detail again, but God just threw several, several weeks and months of just supernatural things happening made it very clear that that was to be my next assignment. So I made the commitment to move there and to uh, begin to just, well, just do whatever God gives me to do. But he's opened several amazing doors. Um, and I, I'm going to be planning churches for one thing. That's what I do. I'm a church planner and building Bible schools. And I'm going to be helping churches that want to have a Bible school in their church. Um, I'll be working with Nation to Nation Christian University with their program and representing them. But one of the things that really grabbed my heart, Maggie, was I started studying, which any, you know, I've gone mission trips all of my life. Uh, I've been to Nigeria, Kenya. Uh, I made eight trips to Ghana. I've been to South America, Central America, the Bermuda, Mexico, and but anyway, I always study the area. I study the history. I want to know what's going on. And um, as I began to do research on the Philippines, I, I started reading about the problem with the street children and orphans. And there's an insane amount of children that have been abandoned by their parents for whatever reason. They can't take care of them. Uh, they died or whatever. And these kids are living in the streets. And I'm talking about infants up to you know, little kids to preteens. Um, the number is staggering. I think it's like 1.8 million children living in the streets. And there's a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of ministries and NGOs, non-governmental organizations over there trying to do something. But I don't know. It just, it just kept, it wouldn't leave me alone, Maggie. I'd dream about them. I'd wake up in the middle of the night in tears thinking, I, I've got to do something. I've got to help. And so God gave me an idea to buy lands and build some farms and go and rescue the kids that, that we could rescue. We can't help them all, but as many as we could and get them out of the streets, out of the cities, away from the drugs, away from the bad influence, get them healthy physically, bring them to the Lord, get them saved. And then find businesses that would be willing to let them learn a trade so that we can put them back out into life, you know, as productive citizens. And then along with that, because you've got to have people help care for them, 
I began to read about all the widows that are there that because of COVID, many of their mates died or they're just, you know, not being taken care of. And I thought, what a beautiful combination to get widows and put them out there, let them care for the children they're being provided for. You're meeting two powerful needs. And so uh, with that, the uh, Hope Farms uh, are, are what we're going to call it, Hope being an acronym for helping other people excel. And um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's exciting. And um, I'm also going to be doing um, a, a vlog, a travel vlog, as I go around to the different islands. Um, I'm going to be doing teaching and some of the most beautiful locations in the world. And uh, so we're going to be making that available, of course, on my YouTube channel. And, and um, But one of the things that's really here in the last, oh, I guess I haven't had a chance to talk to you guys about this, is there is such a need to teach these young people purity. You know, most of them are brought up, you know, it, it's divorce is illegal in the Philippines. It's because it's 82 percent Catholic. And so a lot of these kids then, because it's so difficult to get an annulment, it's expensive. They just live together or, you know, they start experimenting with sex. And a lot of these young girls are getting pregnant and these boys are gone. You know, they don't take care of them. A lot of infidelity. You know, I, I can't tell you the people I've talked to and, and just as I've been working with some pastors and meeting people in their churches and getting ready that, you know, the story is the same. Yeah, my husband was unfaithful and my boyfriend was unfaithful. So you end up with this huge problem. So we really wanted to try to somehow um, develop a program where we can get these young people and begin to teach them what God says, the beauty of virginity, that, you know, the importance of waiting, the importance of a child having a mom and a dad, why that's so necessary. So that's another prong. Uh, that we'll be doing through the churches and the Bible schools. Um, and then finally, I'm working with Air Mobile Ministries, who has a, uh, a water purifier, portable water purifier that is amazing. And he's been all over the world after disasters taking these machines in. And he's, uh, he's going to be working with me. So we're going to be setting up in probably three locations throughout the Philippines, North, Central and South. Uh, we're going to get churches to work with us and we're going to put these machines in there so that whenever there's a disaster, I can take a team in within hours instead of it being days. And we can take the nastiest water you've ever seen in your life and make 25 gallons of fresh water an hour with just one of these machines. It's incredible. And so we're raising money now to get 10 machines. There's about they're about three thousand dollars a piece. So we've committed to to get 10 of them and, and have them available in the area. So that in a nutshell, that's what's happening. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is incredible, incredible. God has got you just connected with so many amazing um, yeah. ministries. And then yet your own ministry blended together all for the sake of helping widows and orphans, because that's really what we're talking about. That's true religion, according to the Bible. Yeah, it and is. so, you know, we look at our circumstances here in the U.S. and we think, oh, we got it so bad, you know, so much crisis and so much going on. But the reality is, is that there are always people with so much worse and the Philippines is in need. 
And we don't always hear about that. So I'm yeah. I'm very grateful that the Lord has called you to that region and uh, excited about what God's going to do. And listen, y'all, this is really good seed to sow into. Uh, I will yeah. put Michael's website at the at the end of this broadcast in the chat stream and on the YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching it on Creative Motion, Michael, what is the website for those yeah. visually watching this without a chat stream? Yeah, it is W O L men, M I N dot org, W O L waters of life, W O L men, M I N dot org. Let me see if I can get that pulled up. I want to put it in here right now so I don't forget. Yeah. And those watching on Creative Motion, uh, it is, go ahead and say it one more time, Michael. Yeah, W-O-L-M-I-N, W-O-L-Men.org. And it stands for Waters of Life Ministries. I got it. Oh, what yeah. a beautiful website. I absolutely yeah. love this. You, you designed this, didn't you? All those pretty yeah. pictures there. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. And there, so for those of you uh, that want to follow Michael, he also has a YouTube channel and that's uh, Dr. Michael Holsey, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to make sure that you guys check out what God's doing through this. So I I'm, thank you for the update. I always yeah. want to not only know myself what's going on, but I also want my viewers to know because it is important. And I'm one of those people where I feel like if you can't go, then you help people go. Yeah, you know, that's right. We all do it together, you know? And so that's right. it's a partnership. It is a partnership. It is a partnership with the word of God. And, and there's nothing more greater than taking care of widows and orphans. You know, yeah. so you know how passionate I am about kids. And I just like, you're about to make me smear my mascara here when you're talking about the street kids, because it's a reality. And, yeah. and we can't even wrap our brains around it. I mean, yes, we have homeless population. We have kids on drugs. We have these type of things. But living in the streets, and I know many of them will like sniff glue and things like that, just yeah. get high to, yeah. to deal with the pain that they're physically dealing with. Because of hunger. Sure. And a lot of them, you know, they have to turn to prostitution. A lot. There's a lot of uh, sex slavery, which I just heard about this, Maggie. This is something we really need to be praying about. There is a man on the island of Mindanao, which is the southernmost island in the city. It's called Davao City, who claims to be Jesus. He says he's now the son of God. He has a huge compound. He has millions of people around the world that follow him. And recently, he and three wow. of his key leaders were just indicted uh, on sex slavery. They're bringing these young girls in, telling them that he's God and that they they have to go service this man sexually because he's the son of God. And they're shipping them out around the world. And so, yeah, I'm just praying this man be brought down because he yes. has deceived so many people. Because the, 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 the Filipinos are the most wonderful, loving you know, beautiful, happy, simple people, you know, and I don't mean that ugly. They're just, they're, they're just so simple. They just believe, you know, and they're hungry for the truth. Um, I wanted to, I hadn't even shared this with you. I've got a friend there that I've made. That's actually, I've already rented a little apartment and he's house sitting it for me. And so I've been training, teaching him, discipling him some, well, we decided to start a home group. So on, on Sunday, a Saturday night, my time, Sunday morning, his time, he's been bringing people off of the street into the apartment and holding up his phone. And we've been FaceTiming and we've been having church. And so, it. so cool. Two weeks ago, he had uh, uh, seven people, I believe. Anyway, we had four people get saved. Yay. And this past Sunday, the house was full. There were so wow. many people there. 
And we had another, I think, three, four that got saved. Well, anyway, I, I started exhorting them that they now needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I said, now, next week, I'm going to talk about this, but here's some scriptures to read in the meantime and start praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, later that, that night, I get a chat from him. He's going, you know, I need help. I need help. I said, what's going on? He said, well, after you hung up, we started praying. The people said, we don't want to wait. And the Holy Spirit fell, Maggie. Oh, and they were talking God. in tongues. That's people sweet. were getting filled with the Spirit, just like in the, the book. book of Acts. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I, I was so overwhelmed with that, that, that simplicity. It reminded me of Africa. Just whatever you preach, they believe in it happens. Well, that night uh, I went to sleep and I had a dream. And in this dream, I was over Manila, which is the capital, up in the air looking down. And I'm seeing all these fires. And I said, Lord, oh, my gosh, what is this? We need to put these fires out. He went, no, son. He said, those are fires of revival mm. that are trying to break yes. out. He said, turn and look to the south. And I turned and I looked and I could see in this vision all the way down the chain of ice, 7,600 islands in the Philippines. And I could see wow. fires everywhere. And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, Michael, he said, I'm getting ready to breathe on the Philippines and Hallelujah. I'm sending you in there to blow on the embers. Hallelujah. And I went, Oh my, I woke oh, up just man. under the anointing of God. So I'm, I, I don't mean to take too much time. I'm just so no, excited. No, this is good. Yeah. I, this is good. But, you know, people need to be aware that the God is still moving and we put yeah. God in a box here in the U S you know, we, we just, you know, check our box, go to church and do our good deeds and all of that. And there's so yeah. much more and they need to know that in other countries, People are hungry. I'm actually getting ready to speak to a group of about 350 women in um, Uganda. Wow. And uh, via via technology, because yeah, obviously great. I don't have time or the energy or anything to go to Uganda. But I am just you know so blessed to be able to pour into their lives because they get it. They don't have the distractions. That's that right. Here in the world. All they got is Jesus. Yeah. And, the, uh, it. They don't have the options that we have. Yes. And we when have, you have, whenever you take your focus off all of the dangling, shiny things of the world and focus on him, so much uh, peace, so much yeah. power and authority through him, through us can yeah. change a nation. And so, uh, wow, right. I just can't wait. I'm excited because I do know that God wants to to move on his people. You know, we have all of these uh, words that have been spoken for years about great revivals. And this is the time because I have never in and in and maybe maybe there's been other times that I've just don't recall my memory. I never in history have I ever seen such a divided uh, people, so much strife, so much division. Uh, you know, I, I really it, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it uh, and you and I had talked a little bit about this, about just so everybody's got an opinion, you know? Yeah. And I'm to the point where I don't care about your opinion. I care about what does God say? And God truly says in his word that if we love him, we'll obey him and love covers a multitude of sins. That's so right. I don't care what side you're on. You know, it's funny. I looked at my Facebook um, memories, you know, I check them on a regular basis. And I looked at mine from a year ago today and I had a post in there and it's, it was titled my first political post. And it was, it was my first <laughs> and probably my last, but I had a situation of conflict between someone that I love dearly, a, a family member that got really like, well, I just, I won't go into detail. Like, yeah. 
nearly abusive. Okay. It was, it was just really bad. I mean, just the, and, and I'm just like, Hey, I'm just walking in love all based on my political party. And I'm like going, listen, first of all, you know, I vote for whoever's going to stand for my biblical beliefs. That's it. And, that's exactly and that's, right. And I don't care, you know, if the man, you know, yes, the man's going to have flaws, but, you know, so that, but I got under so much attack. And I thought about, you know, what we were talking about, how there's all this division of vax, no vax, mask, no mask, you know. And yes, I, I personally can say I, I believe that there is definitely a narrative behind all of it, but I am yeah. not going to beat up my brothers and sisters in Christ because they want to keep their family safe. Uh, I am not going to do that. You know, that's not who yeah. I am. And that is yeah. certainly not what the word of God says. Can you speak to that division thing? we Well, see on Michael. Yeah. You know, it comes down to this, Maggie. It, 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 you know, we could go back to the Bible where there was a dissension on eating meat or not eating meat. Yes. 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 You know, and, and Paul was very specific about not violating your brother's conscience. That's right. You know, if someone has the faith to eat meat, let them eat meat. If they don't, then let them not and be at peace with one another. And I'm, I'm of that same position. You know, we were sharing, it's just made me sick as I've watched a lot of this played out on Facebook, you know, and social media, and I'm yes. talking about Christians just getting downright ugly. You know, if you got an opinion, I don't mean to be ugly, but here's the deal. Keep it to yourself yeah. and before God and let everyone live there, walk out their own walk. Personally, you know, I had to get vaccinated to get to the Philippines. They won't even let me in the country. So I went before God and said, God, what do I do? You know, I'm hearing all this negative stuff and yet I've got to obey you. And I mean, he was very clear to me to trust him. And he told That's me to right. stand on Mark 16. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. Well, I claimed that. And it was so cool. When I went in to get the shot, uh, before the nurse gave it to me, I said, I want to ask you something. You're a believer. She said, yes, I am. I said, you love Jesus. She said, yes, I am. I said, well, I don't know what's in that mess you're getting ready to put in my arm, but I know this. God said, if I drink any deadly thing, it'll not harm me. I said, now, I'm not drinking it. I said, but I want you to lay hands on my arm with me and we're going to pray that whatever's in there will do my body no harm. She went, oh, Jesus, yes. And, I mean, we, we about had church. So we prayed and I mean, everybody around us is looking and I said, you know, y'all need to pray. <laughs> so, you know, that was it. And, and I let it go. I can't worry about five years from now if it's going to kill me. I've got to do what God's called me to do now and trust him. So that's my story. But yeah. I'm saying a lot of people have tried to, to criticize me. And I said, well, here's the deal. I don't want to stand before Jesus and look at all the faces of these beautiful little Filipinas that I was supposed to help that went to hell or never found out the truth because I was afraid to take a shot. I don't think I'd want to give that excuse to Jesus. That's my story and my story alone. And yeah. so this man said, you know what? You're right, Michael. I, I, I really got a bad attitude. I said, let it go. You know, let it yeah. go. Here, here's the thing. It, it, you know, it, it comes back to first Corinthians 10. I just, you know, read a post of a dear friend of mine who said she's gotten judged so harshly for things that she's posted that were, you know, good. People had an attitude. But in 1 Corinthians 1.10, Paul was very specific. And I don't know how in the world we'll ever accomplish this, Maggie. But he said, I urge and entreat you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what you say, and that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you, 
but that you be perfectly united in common understanding, in your opinions, and in your judgments. God help us. You know, that's got to be our goal right there, not being right. Sometimes, you know, the right yes. thing to do is not be right. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, you know, let's pursue the peace. Let's keep the peace and unity of the faith yes. that's so important instead of fighting and arguing and, you know, and all this stuff. You know, I, I've just kind of, I don't know. I just, it just, it's just gotten to me. You know, I just want to go shut up. I don't want to hear <laughs> that vile personal soulish opinion that you're spewing out of, you know, I don't want to hear it. I don't need to hear it. You know? Yeah. People have to go by their moral conscience and, you know, uh, the Lord does not, he does not force us to do anything. No. And, and it's, 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 it is unfortunate what we're seeing taking place. And so we have to stand on what we believe to be true. That's right. But the reality is, is that I'll tell you this, something I learned a long time ago and is unsolicited advice never goes well. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I love that. And because it is true and because there's yeah. a time and a season and people's hearts have to be ready. And yes, if there is truth in what people are saying, there is a way that God will uh, prepare a person to receive it. Yeah. And well, getting on there and hating on people is never an option. No. And it's no excuse for Christians. I mean, you know, the, the Bible says that we are to speak the truth in love. That's right. And secondly, that that we're to let our speech be seasoned with grace, that it may minister grace to the hearer. There's a way to speak truth so that it's easy to receive and bring correction or healing or affirmation instead of using truth as a sword to go in and just slice people open and leave them wounded and bleeding like a soldier on a battlefield. Uh, That's just not godly at all. I don't care, you know, how many spirits you think you got telling you that is not the spirit of God. He's, he spreads the love of God in our heart, not strife and discord. Amen. Amen. I firmly believe that. And that's so, so good. So, um, you know, there's right now in this season, I think that we are going to see there's a move of the spirit and that we are going to see those revivals take place. And, yes. Uh, yes. and I think that, you know, whenever you read that scripture and I'm thinking, Lord, right now, it looks like that could never come to pass, but it is going to take a, a move of God on, on yeah. the hearts of man and true repentance and true adhering to what the word says. And that's really, to be honest, what I have found, is and and don't even get me started on progressive Christianity because oh. you know that it is just like let's just grab this and grab this and we want the we want the hippie Jesus we want yeah. the love peace kindness we want that part of them but there's no there's no submission to what the word says That's and right. we know that you know there's just and we're dealing with so much rebellion you know I you know I have a heart for the young people. And uh, Generation Z, I got major concerns, but I, I so I'm doing my part, you know, everybody's yeah. got a part to play. That's and so it. we're doing our part to reach these kids before they get sucked in with the, what's going on in the world. It's really, really sad. Yeah. And so I think that the term Christian is used very loosely. 
and uh, it's kind of like if you were born in a Christian household or if you were born in the stage, you're automatically Christian. And, you know, that ju- that's just not so. So if yeah. you're watching this broadcast and you're asking, what are they talking about? We're talking about a real life transformation that only takes place by receiving Jesus Christ. And there is there is no, no nothing you could do to make him love you any more than he does right now. And nothing you could do to make him love you any less. He wants right. to fellowship with you. He wants to be with you. He wants you to, to be in eternity with him when you pass from this earth and this earth is fleeting and fading and Jesus is coming back. And yes. I know that we, you know, over the years, people have said that over and over, but the truth is, is that we are living in perilous times. We have seen so much biblical prophecy take place, you know, starting way back, you know, when, and, and it's just more and more the signs in the sky, you know, um, just, ah, I could go on for a long time talking about this, but I think that it's really important to recognize that he wants you to meet him. He doesn't want you to meet religion. He wants you to have a relationship with him. And if you have any questions about that whatsoever, you can reach out to Michael, you can reach out to myself or any of us, and we'll be happy to share that with you. But the gospel is for today because tomorrow's not promised for anybody. And, you know, again, if you're watching this broadcast and you did not check out uh, Michael's website, it's www.wool.com. M-I-N.org and check it out. You can find out more about what is going on in the Philippines and what his role is there. He's doing great things. So uh, Michael, we're, oh gosh, we we could just go on forever with all this. Um, If I could ask you to leave the audience with a key, not, not the key, but a key, uh, what would that key be? Well, you know, I think I'd like to just spring off of that with what you were saying. Jesus said, didn't say go into all the world and make Christians. He said, go into all the world, make disciples. Yes. And I think for me, an important key is, you know, are you a hearer, a follower or a disciple? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people heard, but they didn't follow. A lot of people have followed, but when it got tough, they moved on. So myself, I'm come to the place where I've said, you know, Lord, I don't know that I've been a good disciple in a lot of areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And I want to just be to be a disciple. I want to be disciplined. I want to be taught of you and submitted to you in every area of my life. So I would just encourage you guys to do this. Get down and ask the Lord to show you what areas of your life where you're in rebellion, where you're in disobedience, where you're in just solely selfishness and get that mess crucified and ask the Lord to give you the heart of a disciple. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's a word right there. I hope that someone gets a hold of that and uh, so forth. So, uh, Michael, I just want to encourage you with keep doing what you're doing. We're all praying for you. you. We believe in the calling on your life. Uh, We know that you have done great things uh, in various countries before, but we're excited to see what God's going to do in the Philippines. I think it is just such for such a time as this. So you probably early next year, 2000, right after the holidays, right? Yeah. I, I, I just recently read that the government is training a whole army of immigration and customers office officers to get them ready for the influx of tourists. And so they are talking about possibly end of December, early into January, that they will start letting people, you know, who've been vaccinated back in the country. So I'm just believing I'm going to be on the first boat. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, y'all, again, check out his website. Go to his YouTube Thank if you. you want to hear more of his heart and, and more teachings, because Michael is a great teacher of the Word of God. Um, so grateful to have him in our lives. But go and check him out. This is the website. And then you can find him on YouTube as Dr. Michael Holsey. And uh, follow, subscribe, like, comment, all of that, all stuff, that stuff to help. <laughs> Those are, you know, people say all the time, well, you know, I don't, I don't have any finances to sort of the ministry. Listen, every time you share a video, comment on a video, like a video, those are some ways, little teeny tiny ways. And of course you want to do much more, but you know, that's something you can do right now today to help Michael get over in the Philippines and uh, stay over there because he's, he always has expenses there in order to secure a place. And then of course expenses here and a whole lot of expenses getting there uh, is it's not, a, it's not a cheap mission yeah. field. So yeah. Thank you, Maggie. Well, thank you, Michael, for being here with us today. And we will see you all right here next time on Keys to Your Best Life.